Uh, this is a kombucha. Ooh, actually, kombucha uh, and come come back fire. Kombucha and and what Carbure- is the carburetors? No, no, literally none of us have carburetors. <laughs> kombucha and carburetors would be good, but what is the uh, the Porsche transmission? The double clutch oh, yeah, <laughs> com- kombucha and double kaplung striba. That's our oh man, our new uh, German language offshoot podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, this is um, uh, Brew Doctor, I think. Is the name? That it's, is what it says. It's a rosemary, mint, sage, and green tea flavored. And it's delicious. I like so, those flavors. I just don't know. I don't know about the whole kombucha thing. I struggle with it's, it. It's a. It's light on the the fr- vomit flavor. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. There it is. The butyric there, acid. You know, that's the part. That's the part that I just. It's like acid reflux. Mm-hmm. Trying to drink it. I, I can't do it. Good news. Good. Great news. Good oh. news, everyone. I have now been to the Vale. Oh yeah. Oh nice. I don't, I, I don't know why it took me this long, but I went to the one on um, Forest Hill. Yeah. Because uh, we went to Tom and Jess and I went to get E2 Mama mm-hmm. for dinner, which is inside the Vale. And oh, really? Yeah, got I didn't drink. know there, there was a like a whole get up yeah. in there. Oh, man. is it good, dude? I haven't been to the new. They location. made some of the best carnitas tacos I have had maybe ever. Oh, they're, okay. They're like cool. ding dang good. It's close to here too, and that comes from somebody who used to work very close to Big Chili Mexico. So, what are you drinking, Steve? I am drinking Stone Delicious IPA from the great state of Virginia. Either Virginia or California. This one says, well, it doesn't help. It, it There's an ampersand. It just says, ah. brewed and canned by Stone Brewing, Escondido, California, and Richmond, Virginia. There you go. I don't know which one that particular can came from. We can say that it came from Richmond. We sure can. We and... can. There it is. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> that might be the first time you've ever gotten one on the first try. It's just it's just sound effect roulette every time, but it sure is satisfying. I should make myself a little cheat sheet and like prop it up, but that sounds like too much work. It's way more fun yeah. to just <laughs> to just hunt and pack. Uh, doop. this one. This one. The big yellow one's the sun. <laughs> Is that Brian Regan? <laughs> I don't know that one. That's old Brian Regan. You know, old... you know Brian Regan, the comedian. Well, I mean, I got from just the way you delivered it. Yeah, that he's a comedian. Yeah, he's a comedian. He does a bit about uh, being like a bad student, and he was at the science fair, and his like science fair project was just like, oh yeah, sorry, his science fair project was just a cup of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's Good. a cup. I got some dirt in it, and then he's like, and then he starts talking about how you, you you've got all the kids that like their parents make the, you know, science fair project for them or whatever, and there's always the one kid with the galaxy just going the big yellow ones, the sun, <laughs> <laughs> or solar system, not galaxy, yeah. but you know what I meant. Yeah. Nice, Jordan. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a hoe garden that was kindly left in my cooler from Grid Life. Um, what was his name? David. David. I don't David. remember. If shout David. Shout out to David. Shout out to David. Don't Thank know you if for he's the whole be a listener or not. But uh, we found jo- out that Joe, Joe listens. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Joe knows him. Hi, Joe. What's up, Joe? Congratulations on your podium. Yes, Joe took second in Sunday Cup. Joe has a sick Mazda Protege that is green with a bright orange wing. Oh. And he's got Mazda Speed suspension. He was at um, yeah. Shenandoah. Yeah. yeah, Shenandoah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it was the first time I rode around Shenandoah was in, yeah. in Joe's protege. He, dri- it, he drives the absolute balls and off of that car. And gotcha. my brain the first time we went into the carousel. Yeah. Because he's still got the giant grid life banner across the top. Uh-huh. And from the driver's seat, presumably, you can kind of look out the driver's side window as you're going into the carousel and like see where you're going. But from the passenger seat with a giant banner across the windshield, you dive into there and all you see is just concrete, just <laughs> filling the winch. I was like, I don't know how long we're going to be in here. I don't know when this ends. I don't even know if we're going the right way. Uh, just put my trust in Joe. It, w- it was fine. It was fine. Turned out fine. I'm alive. Thanks, Joe. Great ride. 
he also makes uh good uh burgers. He does. He makes good burgers. He makes good bacon breakfast. True. Joe's a legend. Joe, Joe basically like showed up for breakfast on Sunday. He just like like they went to Walmart the night before or, or that morning or something and just brought a ton of food and they were like, "Here, give me your grill." And I handed him my my stove. Uh, that was Saturday. Like crazy. Was that Saturday? Uh, yeah, Isaac yeah. started cooking and then uh, we had the. They the were like going Sunday. all day. Those guys go hard on the, uh, on the the paddock food. Yes. Whereas the two of us tend to go extremely minimalist. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for context, we should probably back up yeah, and say yeah. what we're talking about is Gridlife, Gr- New Jersey. Gridlife, New Jersey at New Jersey Motorsports Park Thunderbolt. Yes. Uh, which is the second year in a row Jordan and I have gone to this exact event and uh, it was way less hot this year. For it, Saturday it, was less hot. By, it was by fair still way less hot. It was like 104 heat index both days last yeah. year. Yeah, the humidity was actually shockingly okay. Yeah, it was. It did get up into the 90s on Sunday, but uh, but still, it's yeah. summer in South Jersey. What do yeah. you expect? So where do we begin on this one, Jordan? Yeah. Well, Friday was actually pretty uneventful, honestly. Friday was like a pretty normal Friday. Yeah. I took the day completely off from work. Mm. And I I don't know. Should I take a half day Friday and take Monday off? Like that really That's kind of what I'm leading towards next time. <laughs> starting to feel like it should be God, the move instead. I, I thought I was going to die on Monday at work. Monday was not great. Not well. Did we get much sleep, Jordan? I got home like a, throughout at, the weekend. No, no, no. no we we did not sleep much this weekend. Um, we're recording this on the Wednesday after the event, by the way, because I know it's going to be like a month before this episode actually comes out because of who I am as a person, and I apologize. Aww. Uh, it's okay. Um, it's okay. We still love you. But yeah, Friday was was normal. I finished packing in the morning. Uh, went up and met Jordan at work, and then we took off by one thirty. Mm-hmm. Got on the road, got there around eight. Had absolutely zero drama on the way there, pretty much. Um, yeah. We got there before the sun went down, which was cool, and it had the most. God, Friday night sunset was just couple of couple absolutely of ridiculous. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And uh, set up camp and then just hung out. Like yeah. that was, I mean, I still went to bed at like one thirty in the morning, but that's because we were just hanging out with and cool people. still like, you know, unpacking and setting up our yeah, sure. I actually uh, got my car through tech. They yeah. were Sam, shout out to Sam for sure. Um, they, he kept Sam dueling tech open until 11 p.m. He t- that's, I saw your Instagram post and I was like, what in the world? It is I too late to be in tech. <laughs> and they were still teching cars at 10. And I was like, hey, how late are you going? Because I was still switching my like wheels and brake pads and everything over. And he was like, uh, I think we're going till, or maybe it was 9.45. He was like, I think we're going till 11. And I finished, I put the car on the ground at 10.50. And I pulled over there and they had the bay doors closed. And I walked in and Sam was like, I told you 11, pull it in. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is so awesome. Yeah. So they went ahead and teched the car uh, and it was ready to go. That's probably the nicest I've had it because I didn't even have to get up like stupid early for tech on Saturday yeah, morning. Yeah, that's great. At any any track weekend. Um, and Jordan had a contrasting experience. A little bit of a noise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I pulled the car off the trailer and as I was like backing it or like just just cruising at five miles an hour with no steering, no brakes, no no throttle, you could hear just from the right front a that's pretty accurate it was like a groaning squeaky noise it's like what the heck is this come on like literally as soon as i pulled the car off the trailer it was apparent that there was something not right um so i pulled the right front apart um couldn't find anything wrong with the brakes uh it ended up being the axle nut was slightly loose and i had a like tiny bit of play in the wheel bearing so i put I put a breaker bar on the axle nut. I got about 10 degrees of tightening out of it. Play went away. Sound was still kind of there. So I'm like, maybe that wasn't even it to begin with. So Saturday morning went through tech. Well, and and real quick, we also found that one of the little abutment 
anti-rattle clips for the brake pad was missing. So one pad, the little ear where mm-hmm. it slots mm-hmm. into the caliper bracket was allowed to like pivot back and forth. And we were like, ah, eh, maybe it's kind of like dragging on the rotor weird yeah. or moving around. I do. That does make a noise, but it's not that noise. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, Saturday, so I won't get ahead of myself, but Saturday night, uh, had the worst mosquitoes I have ever experienced. Friday night, Friday night was, had the worst mosquitoes I've ever experienced Real at bad. any track. Like it literally felt like, you know how when you have like a wool blanket in winter and you like move under it too fast and you're, you're all your, you can feel all your arm hairs get all staticky. It was like that, but it was a layer of mosquitoes. Unbelievable. It was real bad. I, I, I grabbed my bug spray and the can was empty and I was like, Oh no. Oh no. Uh, and thankfully Isaac, shout out to Isaac too. The best. Um, had some and lent some and I had the citronella candle going and that was like just enough. Just enough to stave off the infestation. Like, I think it was because there was no breeze. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it wasn't that bad the rest of the weekend. No, it was fine the rest of the weekend. But yeah. Bad, I was concerned. Was for sure. I think it was on Friday or something like that. Joel's brother stopped over. to hit, You know, we sat outside with the dog and stuff like that, and I got absolutely obliterated by mosquitoes. Yeah, it's really bad right now. Holy cow. I came in, I, I had to, like, excuse myself from the conversation to come inside because I was, like, just, I was miserable out there. And I came in and, like, got the hottest water possible running in the shower and just, like, sat there and hosed my legs off. And it, I mean, it helped a lot, but yeah. like I had like 14 bug bites on one leg. Ugh. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I, I was still finding, I had like, I have one on the side of my hand here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like still kind of scratching at a few of them, mm-hmm. even from like Friday night. There's one on my ankle. Yeah. It was, uh, it was bad. But Saturday morning, uh, you I got went, through tech. I got up early and went through tech, uh, got through tech fine. Um, I, our first session wasn't till pretty late. It was like 1040 AM. So we had the driver's meeting around eight. Yeah. And then, uh, nothing, nothing just like got to chill and get ready for the first session. Um, and then we pulled into grid. Uh, we were the first two cars into grid for the first session. I was in the head of the line, Jordan right behind me. And I pushed the brake pedal and because I had issues at, Dominion, which I think I talked about, yeah, on episodes yeah, yeah, that yeah. will be out. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had had those issues the weekend before New Jersey. I took all the little caliper pedestal things for the bleeder screws out and Teflon taped all of them and put them back just as a prophylactic so that I would hopefully not have to deal with this anymore. And good news, I didn't deal with that. Um, but. Quick quick aside yeah you said you used the word prophylactic in the discord server the other day and it was embarrassing how long it took me to figure out what word that was <laughs> a word that i know and use frequently but i i but yet, i've you maybe don't see seen it, it written i've never seen it written before and yeah. i was, i was sitting there like what in the world i'll tell is you this what word? i'm pretty sure autocorrect did me a solid on that one because i don't know how to spell it <laughs> i i also use it in conversation uh-huh. and did not know how to spell it and yeah. i think i just like yeah mm, shot in the dark and got close enough that autocorrect had my back i felt like it took me a like subjective time three and a half minutes of just like staring <laughs> just like, direct it was like probably like 15 seconds syllables but, but like Syllab- too where, long where did they break apart like what it was ridiculous is this word this letter salad i'm looking at um <laughs> sorry continue but yeah so i had i had fixed all that but i got into grid and I guess um, because of the different thickness of the race, the track pads that I use, um, like what they've worn down to now versus my street pads, the pedal just goes a little deeper to the floor. So when I come off of driving on the street, I'm used to it like being full braking at a certain depth. And then I switch pads and it's a different depth. And it just felt a little weird. And before we even went out, I just was like, I need to check. I just not comfortable so i pulled out of the line um i don't think jordan had any clue i was very confused well i had i like waved down the grid workers and said hey my brake pedal doesn't feel quite right to me so i pulled out a grid and i pulled back into uh 
close to my paddock space and I frantically am like, all right, jack up the car, make sure none of the fittings are leaking on the front calipers because that's most likely the problem if the pedal feels squishy or weird. Um, so Isaac helped me bleed the front brakes and everything and like just the time I set the car down, the session is ending. So like, oh really? Weekend has started. It's only twenty minute sessions, and oh, I have okay. missed my first session, um, which was a little bit of a bummer. Uh, in the meantime, how did your first session go, Jordan? It went quite well, actually, as I recall. My the catalyst worked well. It was the first weekend using using the Garmin catalyst. Oh yeah, sure. Um, which is freaking awesome, by the way. Yeah, totally rad. Yeah, and super cool to be able to compare like Jordan's data to mine yeah um, i wish ross had one yeah i really wish ross yeah had one. we need to get that guy a catalyst yeah. we need to like start a get ross a catalyst go fund me or yeah. something because <laughs> i really want to compare like cornering speeds and, mm-hmm. and speed traces and stuff with that guy because yeah. i should Watching be him giving take it turn more four is 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 humbling I, the dude just barely slows down and i know he's probably entering the Breakings? He doesn't barely even break the the slight lift zone. The slight lift zone for him, the breaking zone for me, at slower than me, but not by much. No, because he's flat through turn two and three. Same. So I'm coming into the breaking zone for four at like one oh four, one oh five. Oh yeah. He's probably coming in at ninety ninety six. Probably like ninety. You don't think it's mid nineties? It might be mid nineties, but I'm hitting it. I'm I'm. I'm getting down to like 70 for that mm-hmm. turn. I, don't I think remember. 71 or something from my video. He's got to be taking it at 80. Like, I just don't think I need to slow down as much. Because mm. if and now, granted, he's on way stiffer springs and, you know, stuff that makes his car just turn immediately. Right. Versus mine. But he's not on any more tire than I am. So really, I feel like I should have more send through, uh, through turn four. Speaking my of... my min speed in turn four, at least on my best lap, was 78 miles an hour. Okay, I think maybe I'm right at the same then. It was either 80 or 70, so I think it's... Uh... Oh, Corey's got my phone. <laughs> no, you're fine. Speaking you can... of tires, you just got some recently. Um, I did, I did. Now, those ones were not on the car for this event. Um, Actually, I... Uh... Well, I can tell that as a quick aside. Um, I found a set of 245 RT660s, mm. lightly used, okay. for $320. Wow. So I said yes to that. Yeah, of course And you did. I went and picked those up. And then um, I also had a line on some 17 by 9s that they would fit for $300 which is pretty rad for a whole set of wheels. Yeah. So to have 620 bucks in a 9-inch and 245s setup yeah. is, uh, is pretty good. Do they clear your Willwoods? Uh, yes. Yeah, they will clear. They should clear the Willwoods with no problem. It is clearing the front fender liners ah. and clearing the rear brake lines. How much wider is that than what you have? Two inches. It's pretty significant. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, I, right now I'm running the stock wheels, which are 17 by 7 with mm-hmm. 215s. Okay. So. It's a lot more tire. Yeah. Going up to 9s with very 245s fast. is going to be yeah. chonky. And on RT660s, which are very quick. So I picked up the wheels. Actually, the wheel story is, uh, is pretty funny. Um, I was going to get them from one of the guys in the uh, ND track and HPDE discussion group on Facebook. And the place that I met him last year was at New Jersey Motorsports Park. So I was like, hey, dude, uh, if you're going to be at NJMP, you could just bring him with you. And he said, uh, yeah, I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to be there, but I'd rather sell to you than, you know, marketplace clowns bothering me all the time. Sure. Uh, That was like a month before the event. So I said, right on. And uh, I was waiting to tell him officially, yes, I will get them from you even if you don't come to Grid Life. And uh, when I messaged him like a week and a half before the event, he was like, oh, I sold them to another local guy. I was like, oh, bummer. Okay, no, no big deal. I mean, would have been cool. But yeah. he goes, but they won't 
clear his Brembos so he doesn't need them either. I was ah. like, aha. All right. So he says, message this guy. So I messaged that guy. And I said, hey, I hear the wheels you got from Nick aren't going to clear your Brembos. So would you sell them for the same price? And uh, I hear you're in New Jersey. Albeit New Jersey Motorsports Park, we could come get them in the evening or something. And um, he's like, actually, I'll do you one better. I'm also going to be at New Jersey Motorsports Park. So uh, cool. I just nabbed the wheels while I was there. So it was pretty cool. Toss them in the back of the Corolla to bring them home. Yes, actually, awesome. they fit astonishingly well. Like it was made for it. Maybe that should be the show <laughs> art for this episode. It's just the I took a picture of those oh, wheels you? across the back in the Corolla. It's just like, how do those fit that perfectly in the back of this car? There's like the little ridges in the floor where the back seat used to be, and it fits. Just like, like it's doop, magic. Doop, doop. That's funny. Four side by That's side. That's funny. Right under the um the rear the strut tower braces. brace. Yeah. So your first session went well, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And then I went and asked Sam, shout out to Sam again, if I could somehow slip into another run group. Because they had said in the driver's meeting, hey, if you guys like have a mechanical or you lose some track time and whatever, um, we will try everything we can to get you track time. So I said, hey, uh, my brake pedal felt weird. I pulled out a grid. I missed my whole session. Like. Is there anything you can do to make up a session? And he, I said, can I go out in like uh, the novice group or something? And he was like, you don't want to do that. Um, so he just went ahead and gave me a tech sticker and a wristband for advanced and was like, there's five cars in advanced. Go have fun. That's crazy. Because <laughs> the track is empty and yeah. I'm not worried about yeah. you. Um, it was not an intermediate. It was quite. Packed, actually. Yeah, really. Intermediate was busy, but advanced was literally like five cars. Maybe what, it was six when what they kind stuck of, me. What kind of cars were out there? In advanced? Yeah. Two G80 M3s uh, who were like pretty clearly there together because they kept they got in grid together every time yeah, they yeah, were yeah. running together on track. Um, I think there was an A90 Supra. There was an R35 GTR and uh stock uh gr86 which okay. was one of the instructors yeah um i think that was it that might have been the entire group so like fast cars but nothing Fa like faster cars yeah the gr86 is pretty close to my pace he's yeah. a little bit quicker in the straights yeah um with whatever 40 extra horsepower or, or what are they up to now about two, a little over 200 i think like yeah. 210 220 yeah so um but yeah everything else was not so much faster that they were lapping me or anything. In right, fact, right. most of the time I would give a couple point buys at the very beginning of the session and then just run clean laps to the point that I started thinking <laughs> I missed the checkered flag. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had just not seen another car on track for like six laps. That's crazy. Just like, uh, am I about to get black flagged and talked to because I've just <laughs> been like running out here by myself? <laughs> Um, but no, it was just, just that empty, which was pretty All rad. Right. Um, so I had the opportunity to run in advance for the rest of the weekend, which was pretty cool. So, uh, let's see. So I got, I got into advanced, uh, I got to run the rest of the day that way. Um, the rest of the day was a little different for Jordan. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. So second session I went out and immediately I started hearing noises from the right front especially in the octopus which is a really 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 long left hand turn um okay. kind of shaped like if yeah. you were to draw a cartoon octopus's head yeah. it's like almost 300 degrees of turning yeah because turn nine is a right and then turn 10 is like a left for most of Ages. a circle and yeah. then 11 is a right i got you. out of that so it you. looks like an octopus's head yeah um, yeah, so the first time I went through it, like, f first lap out, it was just kind of like a, I was like, okay, that's fine. Went through it again. Okay, it's definitely louder now. Lap three. Okay, we're pulling in and, and, and not yeah. letting the wheel depart the car. Yeah. So pull it in, take the wheel off. It's very clear that the wheel bearing itself is messed up. Um, 
Isaac had rented a actual garage space for the weekend. Isaac uh-huh. and Joe did. Oh, yeah, both of them did. Isaac uh, let me borrow his garage space to work on the car. Um, so I pulled it in there, and basically we tore it apart just to... Actually, no, first thing, I pulled it in there. Or no, who pulled... You You knew the wheel bearing was gone. Yes. So you started looking for parts. Okay, I found... I, uh, I pulled it into the garage and started taking it apart okay, in I the think, meantime. I think you pulled the car away as I was getting in the 4Runner to go get the wheel bearing, which was in stock at an auto zone about 30 minutes from the track. Of course. Um, so I went and got that, and as I'm gone, Steve sends me the video that is now on my TikTok with a funny audio uh-huh. um, of just the wheel bearing being completely toast. As soon as I saw that tick, or you reposted that on Instagram or somewhere that I would see it, my immediate thought was, this dude spends too much time on TikTok if he knew that this sound clip existed, because <laughs> it is way too perfect here's the thing. Here's, for here, this video. Here's how I work with the few TikToks that I've made, but all of the sounds are really good. I save sounds that I think are funny, and then I make TikToks that go with <laughs> you them. Wait yeah, yeah, for the yeah, moment. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's really what, good. What sound did you... Oh, you the Jennifer the, Lawrence the Jennifer Hot Wings. Hot Wings, yeah, yeah. Um, she's like, why are you shaking it? No. <laughs> what do you, what do you is mean? That, what do you mean? mean? What do you mean by shaking is it? it? What do you is mean? Is this good? Is this one bad? Is this one bad? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> uh, have you seen that? I have not watched episode the episode of thing. Hot Ones. Oh my God. It's so funny. It's so funny. They get to, they get to like eight or whatever, the, whatever the bomb is. And uh, she like she like has a panic attack. <laughs> it's like a terrible thing to laugh about, but in the in the context of the video, it's like <laughs> it's really <laughs> great content. Anyway, whoever came up with that concept is a genius. Oh, by the way, absolute genius. <sighs> Sorry. Okay, I... so wheel bearing was good. We got everything apart, and it was. I, I tried to continuously fool myself that it was fine. It was definitely not fine. The the where the inner where the inboard inner bearing race. So the so the wheel bearing the hub presses into the wheel bearing, right? That the inner race for the wheel bearing is split in the middle. It's two pieces and an, an so inboard like side two and an outboard side. Pipes. Whoa. Okay. So it sits like that yeah. and then it cups the balls. Okay. <laughs> The ball bearing <laughs> it does cup the ball. Listen. Oh, oh, oh. So, so the, there's so the outer race of the bearing yes. is two pieces. No, the that... outer race is one piece. Yes. The inner race, but the inner is uh, two sorry, pieces. Sorry, they're actually like this because there's two. Oh, sets I see. Of I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 The, I'm the inboard. Yes. Inner race. Yes. Okay. Spun. Spun on, on the, the hub. hub. So it's like and destroyed the hub. It's like spinning a bearing. Only he spun a wheel bearing oh, on the hub, no. and so it just ate metal away from the so hub. So it's the inner the inner race is no longer press fit. Oh, because no. the hub is worn it's down. The, it wasn't even like slip fit; it was flop. Fit. It was loose. Like, oh it, no! Yeah. So the hub was toast. And they do not sell hubs in part stores. You can get them on Rock Auto for fifteen bucks, but that doesn't help you but, at the track. Yeah, but you can't get them at the That's track. So I spent thing. a solid 2 hours scouring carpart.com for anything that would be compatible and calling so many junkyards within 200 miles to try and find something. Nobody was available. Um this story has so many uh, callbacks. I know. <laughs> this is exactly just, how the same pattern that we faced last time. It is almost exactly the story from last year. I know. Cr- only I, a different part. I did not go four off at all this weekend. I just I, want to put that out there. I did not twice. Not a one. Awesome. I had Jordan's... Uh, I took that... The car that fall. Yeah. In fact, uh, second session, when Jordan's car... I, I think... I pulled when in early. Whale bearing... Wheel bearing... Um, whale bearing... Uh, when your wheel bearing made noise, the beluga bearing. Uh, first hot lap, so we did an out lap together, me right behind Jordan, and then the first hot lap, I sent it. I missed the apex for turn oh, yeah. three, and went bombing off through <laughs> the grass. I was watching in my mirror, and I was like, "Oh, uh, uh, bye, there, Steve." <laughs> there goes Steve. Um, yeah, bombing up the hill outside turn three at it looked you know, pretty cool in the mirror. I must miles say. an hour. <laughs> 
it was it's pretty bumpy out there but <laughs> you know what i didn't do what that corolla guy did and get it sideways and yeah. roll the car you know well, he, I just, he I lost did it coming out of three that's where i lost it i thought yeah. same place i went off left well, of three yeah, i he, missed he the dipped apex it and tried and to bring went, it back Ooh. yeah that's true um, but yeah, I just rode up the hill through the grass at, you know, 85 miles an hour mm-hmm. or whatever it was, which is, that sounds it, exciting. It was fine. Yeah. Brought it back on, you know, that may or may not have been the catalyst for something that happened later in the weekend, but we'll get there. Sure. Um, so I actually no, I, I've been watching footage and I'll, I'll explain. Ooh, okay. I'm there. excited. But for I think, I think I've might've found it. the moment. Oh, cool. All right. So yeah, I found, I did not find a hub. Uh, so I was trying to avoid the obvious solution for as long as possible because I don't like bothering people, but, uh, you were trying to avoid what you felt was the obvious solution, which was calling Clayton yeah, (laughs) or Uh, texting Clayton. Yeah. Well, interesting story. Okay. He now has an app on his phone, uh, for the listener who doesn't know Clayton, you should, but he is deaf. Um, he has an app on his phone that will voice to text phone conversations, the incoming huh. part of a phone conversation. And so it works cool. really well, actually. So There's what, a minimal delay. When we finally discovered that he was pretty convinced that he had two AW11 MR2 rear hubs. Knuckles, full knuckles. Well, full knuckles, oh, yeah, but yeah. with the hubs intact because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're splined, um, which is rear yeah. for them are two front for the fx right, right um we left to go meet him ha- halfway ish a little closer to him than yeah, us but yeah um and he called on the phone as he was looking for them and he was like oh yeah, yeah, yeah i've got an app now and apparently <laughs> we were worked very like confused like i thought he called well. me on accident first i was like i'm just gonna let it ring until he figures out that it's wrong and then it kept ringing i was like okay i'll answer it <laughs> I guess it's, yeah so he can call on the phone wow, which okay is, yeah it works cool. really good super convenient that's really but, cool uh, yeah so i spoiled a little bit of that but essentially he was convinced he had the knuckles and the parts we needed so um being the legend that he is he agreed to meet us in maryland so it's some delays in timing we finally left the track around eight eight something like eight, that eight thirty yeah because he was he was doing other stuff he was like helping a friend rebuild a house or something had to of get course. home lay hands on them yeah. get in the car yeah you know, all yeah. of that so um we met at his buddy jimmy's house in maryland so it's about two and a half hours down for us yeah and then, uh, and then he actually speakable amount of tolls <sighs> Yeah, sorry. I, I spent way over a hundred dollars in tolls this past weekend. That's yeah, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he said the Easy Pass charges was, are still hitting. Yeah, the I was getting Easy Pass charges like last night in the middle of the night. So. Yeah, sometimes they take a long time from up there. Yeah, but um, met him there, and then he actually brought his uh, personal camping gear and came back with us to oh, the cool. track, which in itself, in and of itself, was another story. Because when I packed, oh right, yeah, I forgot almost, about this. Uh, yeah. So when I packed my Forerunner for the track, I I to with with the fourth gen Forerunner to fold the rear seats down. You pull like the part that you sit on, like flip it forward against then, the back of yeah, the front yeah. seat. Yeah. I got you. And yeah. then the seat backs fold down flat. Yeah. So I I physically take the two 14 millimeter bolts out for each bottom cushion and remove them from the car so that I get an extra like six inches of headroom for my air mattress. Yeah. Well, that so, means it's a two seat vehicle. Yeah. Right. So if I wanted to take Steve and pick up Clay. And the way that we pulled this off. So there was another guy at the track with a fourth gen forerunner. Uh-huh. And we, I was looking for him. Like I went over to his campsite, I couldn't find him, and I talked to his neighbors who were sitting there. And I was like, "Hey, do you know who owns this Forerunner?" And they were like, "Yeah, I, I, we don't know him, but he's like kind of a, a, a thicker built guy, bald head, big beard. He's out walking the track right now." And I'm like, "Okay." And then Steve just happens to run over to the side of the track and see him walking around the turn that he was at, and I'm just like, "Hey, do any of you guys have a sweet?" white civic and club tr and a fourth gen forerunner he's like that's me and Uh, i said i got a really weird request (laughs) can we 
unbolt one of your rear seat cushions and borrow it for like five hours to drive to Maryland to pick a friend of ours up. And he was like, as long as I get it back. And I was like, what's your name? And he said, Chris. And I was like, Chris, you're the man. Thank you. And we just took the seat cushion out of this. He was still out walking the track. That's hilarious. I we I never saw him again throughout the weekend. We I, we put I, it back. I went I saw him on Sunday. Okay, I was going to say I never saw him again. We put it back so, on Sunday. But yeah, he just lent us one of the seat cushions out of his forerunner because people at the track are like that. Yeah. They're just no, like that. It's yeah, the best. Of course they are. That's I mean that's amazing. I I love that's that's a great track story, but ha- so Clayton rode with you in the foreigner back. How did he get back to Maryland? Ah, we he rode with Jordan in the forerunner, and then we met Christina actually to pick oh. him up and take him back to Jimmy's. So like right on our route home, she came and met us oh. at Awawa. And then took him back to Jimmy's house to him. pick up his car that just, he had driven. They just met us in Glen Burnie, which is pretty much on the way. Yep. Ye- right off of 95. Yeah, but where where did he ride from the track to Glen Burnie? In Jordan's front passenger seat. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, right. Because you were driving your car. Okay, I'm a dummy. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, full, full runner slash EG Civic or EK Civic Chris is literally EK for Chris on Instagram. EK for Chris. His Shout car Chris. is unreasonably clean it is incredibly clean for a race car i'm fairly sure he owns a detailing business or something like Uh that and the interior like the bare metal interior of his car is nicer than anything i've ever owned i'm gonna follow this man right now anyway did you buy him a case of beer or anything i i did not we were talking about that we were like man we owe this man a case of beer or a 20 dollar bill or something i was i was kind of distracted with other things like i admittedly forgot that's all good but yeah um so we pick up clay yep, and the like mr2 11 30 and then we get back on the road back to the track another two and a half hours back got to the track at about 2 30 in the morning and then had to set up camp and stuff so we got to bed around three yep uh-huh and i and woke then... up at seven and started fixing the car <laughs> oh okay because i woke up at seven but i didn't get out of my tent until like seven thirty. and you guys were like so actively fixing the car i thought you'd been up since like six no <laughs> i i slept in until seven yeah i wondered how you had done it that makes more sense but yeah smash the hubs out of we obviously we didn't have a press so i just used some sockets and a small sledgehammer and it worked actually yeah. really well um, got the hubs out of the old, out of the MR2 knuckles. They were in good, the one that I took out was in good shape, put it in, put it in with a new bearing, reused the seals, which were still in good shape. Um, I tried very hard to get those seals out without buggering them up. I super appreciate it. Cause it worked really well. No problem. Um, we swapped the ARP studs over, um, uh-huh. threw it all together and put it put it back on the ground and the camber was off so i took it the wheel back off set the camber as negative as it'll go from with the factory cam on the strut mount yeah yeah set it as negative as it would go because it eyeballed pretty close and sent it um made it out for first session of the day man this is just another uh another reason i guess there's another word that i was trying to use but another reason to uh have brought uh spares al- alignment kits with you oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, but it turns out whatever probably not by the numbers ideal settings it's at right now, it the car has literally never driven better. Oh, okay. It well, drives we're just, just going to so tighten good. all those bolts and leave it. Yeah, yep, it's good. great. It's real good right now. <laughs> awesome. Love to hear it. Love to hear <laughs> at it. At least for that track. Um, yeah. So, how different is the MR2 knuckle? Like I, the hub is the same, but how different is the rest of the knuckle? Oh, it's just a totally different knuckle. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I, I th- for some reason, even though I saw the pictures of you hammering out the uh, hub, I thought that you were going to be able to use that whole knuckle. But that, no, they're, that they're completely, sense, so. completely well, different. Yeah, you have to consider that uh, the MR2 is the rear, so there's no steering arm <laughs> for the course. tie rod to of attach course. to. Of course. Well, kind yeah. of. Well, it has well, rear toe arms. It has a toe link but it's going to be a completely different like yeah position yeah yeah, yeah but thankfully the hub itself the same 
Probably the wheel bearing mm. is the same. Yeah, it's oh. it's literally backwards. Same. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, that was the epic. Uh, I, yeah, I was super impressed that you got that. That it came out and went back together, and you know, all the ARP studs. Yeah. Awesome. I you think, know, yeah. actually, I think you guys use the same little corner of the trailer to knock the wheel bearing out that Isaac and I used that's, the day before. That's what I had heard y'all had used to knock it out, so that's what I used to put the other one We out found too. a little corner of Jordan's trailer back uh-huh. by the ramps where you could like wedge the arm, like two of the arms coming off the knuckle into like the C channel. Uh-huh. While having the hub have and, room to be pushed out. Yeah, oh, like yeah, brace yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, just yeah. put a socket on the hub and wail on it with a hammer until it drove the whole thing out. That's, and, that's great. Uh, slight side note um my buddy dylan former co-worker yeah uh, works for iag now uh he was there running their time attack basically coordinating their time attack team uh-huh. um and they set like lap records and stuff this weekend it was crazy um but they lent they a, also sent the car airborne at one they point did. there is an i will show you the picture it is freaking amazing incredibly what? epic picture of dewey going four off the same place i did i think uh, but probably way faster and launching the car through one of the dips. Oh my word! Chasing yeah. his rally cross roots. <laughs> what an incredible oh, picture! My word, that's great. Yeah, real but good. They he lent me. Uh, they had a little Milwaukee cutoff tool, which I used to remove like one of the bearing races. Obviously, I couldn't push it off, so I had to cut it off. Oh yeah, that little Milwaukee tool did perfect. Awesome. That was what I woke up to. Or oh, like really? kind of came back around too was you guys running the angle grinder to cut that off first thing in the morning. Worked good. But yeah, got it all smashed back together and ran the rest of the weekend. Um, I would have set per- set a personal best the first session out. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I just We're... the comeback stories yeah. Yeah, of no, this that's... car weekend after weekend. I mean the hyperfest, the yeah. fuel pump, the like. It's there's just always something. And we always like miraculously cobble it together and then it runs like better than ever. Yeah. I, I am definitely making front, at least front wheel bearings and annual service. Now every winter it's going to get new front bearings. Yeah. Um, I think I'll be able to reuse hubs cause the hubs don't go bad unless the bearing goes bad and sure. them up. Sure. Um, but new bearings every year. Um, and I'll probably have at least a bearing and a hub spare with me at all times. Could, I I mean I don't know what availability is like, but would it be better to have just a whole knuckle built? The issue is finding a knuckle. They're uh, they are specific not only to the FX but to the FX sixteen and GTS. The mm. base FX is a different knuckle. Okay, which is very frustrating. Yeah. Well, eh. something to shoot for, anyways. So eventually, I would like to have just spare sure. everything. Sure. Yeah. No. Mm. Spare, so those, spare everything though. Like, where do you stop? So those uh, um, at the knuckles, yeah. <laughs> and I, I assume nobody makes like aftermarket knuckles or anything like that. Yeah. Um, Most people don't know that car exists. Yeah, no, that's fair. Did I tell you? Much less makes parts for them. Did I tell you when I? Um, I don't remember if I talked about this. So, uh, David Alessi, the guy that was I went to biotech with that we saw at Dominion. Yeah. Uh. I, he asked, like, you know, who I was there with or whatever. I was like, you know, the, these guys, you know, my, my, my buddy Steve, my buddy Jacob, my buddy Jordan, uh, you know, Miata, Miata, and that Corolla. And I pointed at Jordan's Corolla, and Dave was like, that's a Corolla? And I was like, yeah. And we were, he was like, man, when he pulled in, we were all trying to figure out what kind of, was like, what, <laughs> what kind of car it was. Or, and, like, it was, it was like a whole, it was a whole conversation we had. But if it weren't for, like, Jordan and Brian... Uh-huh. And Guyon and like a bunch of like the fact that you know all of the randomly a bunch of the... people that own them, I might have gone my entire life without knowing that they made a particular like Corolla hatchback in the late '80s that looked like that. Yeah, yeah, that clobbered up on the GTI real good at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, how many GTIs were out there this weekend One. from that era? One. There was a rabbit. Close enough. <laughs> Yeah, well. and you know what? You would have clobbered up on him as well. You probably did. He had a five-cylinder swap in it. Didn't matter. That guy was holding me up like mad. Really? Yeah. Was he an advanced? 
I can't remember I if it was I when him. I was running an intermediate. If he was in advanced, he shouldn't have been. No offense. I don't think well, I saw you know what? He, some whatever. offense. Some offense. It was bothersome. This guy did not know how to do traffic management. Mm. He did not know how to take a line that kept him in the groove. Uh-huh. And he held me up for like two laps in a row to the point that I was incredibly frustrated. He did the thing where he pointed me by on the front straight and then matted the throttle and walked like four car lengths away from me because he Sweet. has 250 horsepower. Yeah. The, and the then he flaggers... went into turn one and held me up for an entire another lap. The, all the flaggers at the track this weekend basically did not know that blue flags were a thing that existed. No, I didn't, I didn't see, see one a single one. And I was like running up this guy's bumper by the second lap because I was pissed that he pointed me by and then took off. There was one time, there was a a GK, a third gen, like newest gen fit uh, B-spec car uh, that was running in in our run group. And then it was me and like an E46 BMW M3 right behind him for like a lap and a half. And the guy would not give point buys. The BMW ended up just taking a pass on a straightaway and flicking the guy off as he went by. I almost took a pass on this guy like mid-turn after he had pointed me by and then launched off because I was absolutely outrunning yeah. him. And it was... I followed him for one lap with a G80M3 in between us. So it must have been an advanced. He pointed the M3 by... Or it was some BMW. He pointed them by on the front straight at the beginning of the front straight, and I was right behind them, ready to go, and he didn't point me by. I I complain a lot about NASA Mid Atlantic when they do dumb stuff. This is not an issue with NASA Mid Atlantic. Yeah, no. People are aware yeah. that there's traffic behind them, and at some point they will get them by. They they told us the rules for point buys this weekend were point by anywhere that's a straightaway, which. There's a lot of. If you want to consider that track, there are a lot of them. Yes. Like, really, even if they're short, there are a lot of them to choose from. This guy was only pointing by on the front straight, and he would point by one car at a time. Hmm. So I followed him one lap behind this BMW where he held us both up. Then he points the Beamer by, and I follow him another lap where he's holding me up. Then he points me by and drag races me down the front straight with an Audi five-cylinder. So mm-hmm. he's way ahead of me. Then I follow him a third lap, eating up his rear bumper. And then he gives me the most obnoxious point by like, go this time mm-hmm. when we came back around. My brother in like, Christ, learn how to drive. I'm trying. <laughs> I have 160 horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's no joke, though. I'll go to the, well, you know what? 130 horsepower is no joke so i don't even know what 160 horsepower is it's it's plenty anyway it's no laughing matter driving etiquette (laughs) no laughing matter driving etiquette is um lacking it's just weird that you can they shouldn't they shouldn't get put in an advanced group yeah like that and just not know how to do traffic management on track there was another another etiquette not even etiquette safety thing that happened that weekend that I, that really rubbed both of us the wrong oh, way yeah i i got a little bit dad mode you should have i try not to that get guy, dad that mode, guy but... legit could have killed somebody the r35 gtr that was also in advanced um was having issues with his car it, it like the car it was highly modified he was behind me in grid uh, for one of the sessions, he kept trying to start the car and you would hear it like fire three cylinders maybe and then just stumble and die. And he'd try it again, it would stumble and die. And so I knew he was having issues. Next session out, he's out there on the track, but it dies at some point and he's coasting down the front straight with his flashers on. and uh, Offline, but you know, okay, car's having an issue. They black flagged the session because it was close to the end anyway and they get him off the track. So... He's in the paddock, I guess, trying to fix a fuel issue. I don't know and what. To to be to be clear, for anyone who hasn't been to Thunderbolt, the paddock is very large, enormous, very like probably bigger than VIR's paddock. I would say, yeah, huge and sprawling and spread out. But he goes down to the far end, and then does an absolute launch pull through first gear, full beans through second gear. And is about to hit third, which is probably 110 miles an hour. That's ridiculous. In an R35, right past three guys that were walking toward uh, the building where the showers and the and the and they like threw their hands up like, 
what are you doing? And he did it several times. And he, he was he did a couple of little pulls and then he did that one which went like right by pedestrians. That's crazy. And that would get was you like, like escorted out by burly dudes from a NASA event. Immediately. Yeah. Like not even and so he lines up for grid in front of me for the next session. Yeah. And they came over and talked to him for a bit in grid. Uh-huh. And then they let him back out on track. And when they walked over to check my chin strap and stuff, I, I said to the grid worker, oh, so you just get a warning for doing that? Uh-huh. And she was like, oh, apparently so. I said, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm pretty pissed off by that because that's ridiculous. It's that's completely unsafe and there's no reason for somebody to do that. They should not be running this weekend. Yeah, that, that needs to be... That's completely unacceptable, extremely dangerous, and I was quite disappointed. They, in they stress it in drivers' meetings too. They're like, "Hey, walking pace, driving around the paddock." Yeah, and you'll get a few people who like you a know little brisk. do do a little brisk, like twenty five, which is kind of moving where there's it's a lot of people fa- with tents and walking it's too around. fast. But you know, twenty five is brisk, but everyone kind of looks the other way and like, "Hey, all right, you know, slow it down." Doing a pull to like 90 plus mm-hmm. in the paddock should get you thrown out. Yes. That's like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Flat no, out, have, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, they let him run again and his car shut off again. And I laughed because, you know, fuck him. S- sucks for you, guy. Um, but yeah, that, yeah. that was G- the one GTR thing guys listening to this, go off. fuck yourself. And yeah. if anybody <laughs> knows the GTR guy, tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah. It's, it's not great. It's not good. That's and terrible. Immediately after he did it, I hopped on my scooter. I rode straight over to Grid and I said, "Are you guys going to do something about this guy in the R35?" And they were like, "Yep, we're on it right now." Which is why I was double pissed when I got into Grid yeah. uh, next time, and he was just in Grid and allowed to go out on track in my run group. Yeah, it's like what, what I, yeah. Don't understand. That's crazy. Anyway, that's zero tolerance for I, that kind of bullshit. I re- rarely get upset about stuff at the track, like legitimately upset about stuff yeah, at the track. Sure. But I got as pissed as I get when people go bombing down my street in front of my house at 50 miles an hour, mm-hmm. which is a 25 zone where kids ride bikes. Yeah. Um, that's why I said I went dad mode because I get mad at that too. It's very few things that get me angry. But like the, 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 people, angry. the people that were on the row across from us, which were on the lane that he was doing those pulls on it was a dude with a camaro that had his whole family with young kids there yeah yeah like yeah it's just you shouldn't even have to explain why it's a dumb idea and there should be a zero tolerance policy it just is paddock speed is walking pace at every track event i've ever been to it gets said every weekend at every driver's meeting like you just need to be aware of it and yeah if you break that rule you don't get to you you Sorry, you fucked up. I will, like that's a dumb mistake. I will or always it's not remember. A it's a dumb choice. Back in the day when NASA still did autocrossing regularly at VMP, um, there was a guy that showed up one time in a white Mark IV Supra, and he cut underneath the the you know the tape that separates the like the caution tape that separates like the parking area from the actual course. Yeah, he cut underneath that and blitzed across the open lot at like 50 miles an hour to get to like the driver's meeting area and Felton I have never seen John so mad lit him up he lit him up and was like get out you never do not come back and he like cussed him out and like was like do not come back you're not you're not yeah. running today get out that was that was the response i expected from grid life from yeah. njmp from yeah. everybody and um yeah i i was astonished that they let him back out on track very very but uh, I hope his car continues to have problems forever. May his toe find the hard corner of every piece of furniture in his <laughs> living room. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but besides that, then um, Sunday was uneventful in the best way for Jordan after yeah. the car was fixed. It was great. Um, I ran a couple of sessions. You did. And then... We went to lunch. I went to back my car into the into our pit space right before lunch and i heard a little like <sighs> just backing up uh-huh. yeah, yeah i was standing and I, there and, and you... jordan was standing right there and i said hey can you look and see if like a fender liner is scraping or it just sounded like a real gentle rub yeah 
And he looked around and he was like, nothing's dragging under the car, no fender liners, nothing. I was like, huh, okay, that's weird. I don't know. I thought it was making a noise, but maybe it's a rock in the, in the brake uh, pad, you know, just yeah. rubbing on the road or something. So uh, we decided to go to the pub for lunch. We head down to the pub, which the finish line pub, which is on the premises there. It's like a full on sit down restaurant with a bar. I didn't know what to expect because I'd never been there before. It is really good. It's nice really? and the food is real good. It's That's kind awesome. of expensive, but it's yes. really good. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a crime of opportunity for sure. Oh, sure. Pricing. I, sure. Didn't, I didn't feel bad about spending $16 on my salmon avocado bowl because it was mm-hmm. dope. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, but anyway, we go, we, we go to head down to lunch. I cross the bridge to go up over Thunderbolt and yeah. head through the premises. And I hear the noise again. I'm like, okay, what is going on here? So we stop at the next little intersection. And I get out and I turn the wheel. And I look at the sway bar end link. And I look at the ball joints. And I, like, nothing. Like, everything looks fine. Yeah. And it was making a bunch of clunking. So I was like, maybe it's just that I never drive it with the coilovers cranked to like full stiff, like on the street. Yeah, yeah. So I cranked the coilovers up to like seven clicks just to give them something. And I start going and I'm like, it's quiet now. So we get all the way down to the pub and then I back into my parking space. And as I'm backing up, it's like, (laughs) again. Oh, no. And I'm like, all right, what in the world is going on? And Jordan gets out of his car and he walks over and he goes, look at your caliper, dude. It is like... And my caliper is leaned over at 45 (laughs) degrees, touching the barrel of the wheel. What? I was like, oh, that'll do it. Uh Yeah. So apparently at some point during, I think, my fastest lap of the weekend which was the last lap of that session that day. Yeah. The top caliper bolt just exited the chat. The, the, the bolt that holds the bracket to the knuckle. Yeah. On the driver's yeah. side the, of the Willwood. Uh-huh. Just yote. Just gone. gone. Okay. Just gone. So because it's the top one and the caliper is mounted on the rearward side, uh-huh. when you brake and it the pulled, rotor is going forward, it pulls it in. Pulls it in. So it's fine. Yeah. But when you back up, it tilts out and touches the wheel. Um, so then I was like, well, now I need to drive it back to the paddock. Yeah. With, basically without touching the brakes or without, like, because now I'm worried the bottom one's going to, how loose is it? Like, if yeah, the thing yeah, can yeah, pivot, yeah. the bottom yeah. one's loose. Um, so I get it back to the paddock after lunch. And now I have, let's see. It was about one o'clock, and our next session was two twenty. Mm-hmm. So I had about an hour and twenty minutes to jump in Jordan's forerunner. Well, go, first you had to, to take Lowe's. it apart and figure out what size bolt it was. Oh, true. So I had to pull it apart because I had no clue what size bolt it was. Mm-hmm. Pull the other bolt out. Um, the IAG guys had a bunch of metric bolts, but either Willwood or Goodwin Racing, who makes that particular kit, uses standard bolts for that. Because the threads are in the caliper bracket, uh, which is a custom billet yeah, one for yeah. the Willwoods. Mm-hmm. Um, they use a standard. It's a 3 24, which is the fine pitch. three. It's like not a common bolt size. That's awful. So then I, I take the other one out. So I have a reference. I go to Lowe's. I put it in their little thread checker thing. Clayton went with me. Um, and then we spent like five minutes scouring all of the drawers <laughs> for the this random yeah. fine pitch. Like yeah. everything is three sixteenths eighteen. Yeah. And I finally find them. Uh, hex bolt, but it's a little long. So I bought a pack of five washers. Just like okay, I can space it some. Um, we drive back to the track. I get back and now. It's two o'clock on the dot i have 20 minutes i throw it in with like one washer and it's gonna touch the rotor mm-hmm. i stack two more on it and it's still now it's like 
a 30 second of an inch from the rotor. Uh-huh. Uh, so I just stacked all five washers on there and then it was like flush with the end of the bracket like the other one is. Yeah. Uh, so I just called it good and threw my helmet on and sent it for the rest of the weekend and drove it home. That bolt is still in there right now. Now yeah. I'm going to order the right one from McMaster and go right. ahead and right. replace that boy. But um, it worked. So it it just, because it never rubbed the wheel at speed, it barely made a mark on either one. Like it rubbed mm-hmm. a little bit of the red off the wheelwood, but mm-hmm. whatever, race car yeah. stuff. Um, so thankfully that didn't affect it. And I ran, uh, that was the last session because we ran, right? Yeah, one. Yep, one, one more. One more after lunch. No, two more. We ran the 220 and the 320. Or oh, yeah. I ran 220 with advanced and then we ran whatever the intermediate was together yeah. at the end of the day. I think it or it would have been yeah so we only had one in the morning i don't know we ran three sessions on sunday yeah um and i ran very close to my personal best on sunday um it was nine hundredths off of the best lap from saturday so pretty consistent um i think 38s are possible my best was a 139.30 um definitely hoped for a 38 but it was hotter on sunday yeah uh the track was definitely greasy if you got out of the groove at all um at one point late saturday i sent it off into turn one very much like jordan did last year except um you were already going backwards by the time you hit the dirt yeah same thing got into a four-wheel slide and then the front tires hit the the groove the line where all the grip is yeah and the car immediately swapped ends it was very much a like the kind of thing you like how fast it happened is like what an mr2 does yeah i was i did not expect to see like the front tires got all the grip and the rears had nothing and i already had a ton of counter steer in which meant it just flipped the back end around and when it happened to jordan his car went off fully sideways. sideways dug into the dirt which is what db did the tires all that stuff mine went all the way around and i pretty much went off backwards so it was kind of rolling backwards Uh, so really it was pretty undramatic i pulled it back on the track i drove it all the way around they told me you know get the grass out of the under tray before you go back out and i went out for the rest of the weekend and um and and we were just about ready to put a lid on a great weekend with epic adventures and fun stories and borrowed seats and found parts and repaired cars. We and had, we had packed up the camp. We had packed up. I it was very hot. I was pretty tired. You were very tired. It was it was visually clear that you were very tired I was and little, over it. I was a little tired and over it. And I was switching back the wheels and brake pads, doing all the stuff I need to do to get the car done. And um, I put the car on the ground. I finished packing up the tools in the tire trailer. I hook up the trailer. Everything's ready to go. I said, hey, I'm going to go wash my hands. And I hop in the car to drive over to the building and wash my hands and i am heading toward the building and i go to slow down i push the brake pedal it goes all the way to the floor oh no so steve yes where can people find you on the internet uh go to beerandbackfire.com and click on our sponsor it's got some beautiful purple hearts next to it it's true it will take you right to my instagram which is at I am understeer. I did post my second best lap from Gridlife, New Jersey up there. Uh, I don't post a whole lot anymore, but I promise I'm there. I'm there lurking. Follow me. Always watching. Yes. Corey, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, also on the Instagram at c.crehan. Uh, by the way, Corey, yeah. I, at New Jersey, I went through a pair of shorts they ripped in the butt. Yes. So I, I felt like you would be proud. Excellent. You didn't post them on the Instagram? No. Well, no, that's Corey's 
shtick. <laughs> you got a tag in it. I can't cramp his style. <laughs> Maybe on my story. Maybe uh, I'll post a picture. That'd be funny. Yeah, they that'd finally let go like right across the butt. They yeah. just got like threadbare. Mm-hmm. Got more junk in the trunk than I think. <laughs> Jordan, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram at the Daily Downshift. I also have a blog at thedailydownshift.blogspot.com. Uh, you can find everything at beerandbackfire.com. Tell your friends. We, we want more listeners. Yes. If you like this podcast, there's a good chance that somebody you know also likes this podcast. Yeah. Probably. And it'd be cool if you told them about it. Yeah. For and show. if you do listen, like comment on stuff when we post it. Yeah. Because otherwise it feels like we're shouting into the void. Well, and come see us at the track, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's, the couple of times that's happened, it's been really cool. It's hap- It has been more than one now, which is neat. Yeah. When I say to someone... You know, they go, oh, what's what's the podcast? I go, oh, it's Beer and Backfire. And they're like, oh, I've heard of that. That's nice. You have? Uh, what? I was yeah. I was astonished yeah. when somebody yeah. said, they, oh, I've heard of that. I was like, really? I think it was Sam actually <laughs> yeah. said, I've heard of that. Because we were talking about slip angle, obviously, oh, yeah, when yeah. you're at a yeah. grid life event. It mm-hmm. makes sense. And uh, yeah, we mentioned it and he was like, oh, I've heard of that. From where? From whom? Warm, warm to my heart. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna say. Oh, oh. I put on the. This is on the website. So if you tell people to watch their to watch to listen to the podcast, tell them just to go to the website. But uh, if you are going to start, start at episode twenty nine. Yeah. When we have the good recording. That equipment. is that is when the audio quality is good enough to listen to. Yeah. If you like it, and you get used to us. You can go back and listen to some of the old stuff, but it's worse. The best, the best thing that we did back then was the Fast and the Furious commentary. That was so good. <laughs> it was so good. I, I love that one. I loved that episode. Oh man, classic. It was good. Anyways, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Have a good one, guys. Love y'all.